What's up, everybody, and welcome to the show. Today on the podcast, we have a returning guest, the homie Justin Lieber joins us again. We also have a new guest. She's a high school teacher, high school English teacher to be exact. She's the cross-country coach. She's an avid runner herself. She loves books. Uh, she's a kick-ass person to be around. She's funny as shit. Um, but she doesn't want her name thrown out here on the podcast, so we're going to respect that. So we we just refer to her as uh, the high school teacher. So everybody, please welcome to the podcast, the high school teacher. No. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna take this and loosen up and wake up a little bit. Let's Cheers, bro. We just had a coffee. I just went running. That was good. Was That's gonna be a new tradition, man. <laughs> He's like, it is not. Hey, in your, in your podcast with him, yeah. when you took the shot, you were like, oh. <laughs> was I? <laughs> Was that me? I your, didn't notice Your that. voice was all off. I was like, ooh, he's trying to recover from that shot and talk oh, at the same the sec- time. Oh, the second one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were like, give us a five-star rating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Five fucking stars. <laughs> Fuck it, make it six. Yeah. There's not an fun. option for six, but make it six. I gotta, I gotta oh, go. Man. As I was listening to it, I was oh. laughing. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Fuck it. That's funny. I'm a man. <laughs> Justin's like, where's the salt and lime? That's so gross. Oh, man. I can hear myself breathing. Oh, stop breathing. Don't breathe so heavy. Heavily. It's an adverb. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. Get get ready for (laughs) it. It's the only way I can insult people when they say mean things. (laughs) I'm going to say ain't all the time. You can. But yet, she's never grammatically correct. She's... N- not always grammatically correct. Not never. Not never known. Okay. <laughs> grammatically. Just today in a text message, I wrote yallov. So why apostrophe a l l apostrophe v e? It is a colloquialism, so you can't say that. I can't even say that word. I don't. That know how is to not it. because it's not real words. A colloquialism is just a word that an area of people have deemed as a word. Why isn't this on the podcast? Because I think that a lot of people should probably know what that is. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. All oh, right. it's recording. Stop. We've been recording for a while. <laughs> <That's really good. laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So if you didn't want your name on here, it's on there somewhere. <laughs> They're like jokes on her. It's been here. It's yeah. Out here doing work. <laughs> <laughs> I can edit it out. I always say that, but I usually don't. It takes too much but time. Bleep it out. Yeah, it does, man. And then now with all these tracks, then I can't figure out my life. Um, do your thing. Do my thing. You gotta like draw us in. You're already drawn in. <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Tell Me Something podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva. Have my beautiful co-host today here, Holly I'm Villanueva. I'm always here, just not always on the podcast. But hello, guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then we have too. a returning guest, the fearless bull rider, <laughs> <laughs> Justin Leeper. What up? What up? What's up, man? Jeez. And then we have... His unnamed wife. Un- <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're not together. Uh, I don't know this guy. We have uh, a random girl, lady, woman uh, to be unnamed. Her name is... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's your uh, we will refer to her as the high school teacher. The high school teacher. High school teacher. That I has said teacher. been my job. 
Yeah, for how long? Seven years. Seven years? Oh, my mm-hmm. MG. You've taught for seven years? I have. Gross. <laughs> All in high school? <laughs> yes. I coached junior high, but that was like wrangling cats. So I was all done with that. So I just teach high school. So did you get into teaching for teaching or to coach? Uh, f- mainly to coach. But then when I started teaching, I fell in love with teaching. And so I like coaching and teaching. Like, I think I like coaching is 52% of the job that I like. And then like teaching is 48%. So it's Ooh, almost 50, 50. How did you I get know. to that number? <laughs> because it's like so close, but I like running more than I like reading and writing. So I like coaching more than the teaching part, but it's like super close. So you're a jock at heart. <laughs> no, <laughs> not coordinated or athletic. Just because people can run in a straight line doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But if you can do it for a long time. And- mm. Okay. We'll go with that. It, it counts. All right. Thanks. So, high school teacher, seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, where'd you get your degree at? ASU. Angelus State University. I did, yeah. I went originally for personal training, and then halfway through, I was like, nah, coaching sounds like fun. And they said, well, you got to teach. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> so, I just switched my major and minor. Kinesiology is my minor. English is my major. Boom. Why would you minor in English? It's the only thing horrible. I'm. It's the only thing I'm good at. I can't do math. I can't remember anything about history. Science has math in it, so I was like <laughs> reading and writing. All right, it's the only thing I can do well. Do, do good. You, do do you good. Like, <laughs> do good at. <laughs> do you read like the old school like? Yeah. Literature. Like, yes, literature. I do read <laughs> literature. I don't read a lot of British literature because it's really wordy. Like, it takes a long time to get through descriptions, but I do. I love sentences and What's words. What's British literature? Like, written by British people. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> My mind is blown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are some examples? And we're done, guys. Like, All right. Oh, I'm so sweaty. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Like, like Dracula, like, like, I don't know, like that, like just real wordy, really hard to get through. Yeah. But I love words. It took you a really long time to read Dracula. Dracula. Because it's so wordy. It is. It's, uh, it's unnecessary. It's like you're like the whole novel is the rising action. And then you're like, I'm waiting for the climatic point. And then you finish and you're like, oh, I, nope, that was it. And it's written in, in journal entries. Mm-hmm. journal entries and it's literally like somebody actually writing in a journal it's like letter like, forms, so today yeah. i went to did this but more fancier right like right fucking brits yeah uh, they, they use a lot of words yeah it's ridiculous yeah uh, i almost just put it down and said fuck it i almost did too but i was like i teach english i should read dracula so. i mean in the end it was a pretty good book once you get through mm, all the i don't recommend that yeah i don't i don't recommend that to people who like reading it could hurt them could hurt their love for reading. <laughs> you want to you hear a really like make Holly sound dumb story? Mm-hmm. So I had <laughs> Cruz laughs at me all the time about this. So I had heard for a long time that The Count of Monte Cristo was a good book, but I never wanted to read it because I thought it was about a vampire. Because it has a count. Like oh, the count, count Dracula. Like Count Dracula. So right. I was like, I don't want to read a book about a vampire. It's horrible. And then this year we did this challenge, which I'm failing miserably at. I just do it in like short stints, but 
where he can pick me out one book every month and I have to read like his style of book. And in January, he picked out The Count of Monte Cristo, which is like a thousand million pages. And it's not a, at all about a No, there's vampire. no vampires. <laughs> is it wordy? So wordy. Yeah, see? I prefer reading You've never memoirs. It was, like 14 pa- of it. it was like 14 pages to describe his cell while he was in jail. Yeah. No, bullshit. It's so wordy. So, <laughs> not it bullshit. Is. That's it's a bad so book, wordy. <laughs> You're an English teacher, and you've never read The Count of Monte Cristo. I've read parts of it, but I also am really good at a- abandoning books, because if I'm not in- engaged in it, why would I drag out? So you can say you're like, I, I rough no, it out I mean, like, with all the books. I can rough out a lot of books, but then there are a lot where I'm like, man, this sucks. You know what I do? I, I stop reading it like whenever I get bored, a quarter of the way, halfway, and I'll pick up another book. But then when I finish that one, I always come back to it. No. And once it, I, once I abandon it, I abandon it. And I'm like, sorry about it. What's your favorite book? Oh, The Great Gatsby. I love it so much. You can't get me started on it because I love it so, so, so much. Why? <laughs> because he's, there's so much dream. Like, just like, Isn't it about rich people? Uh, well, I mean, that's that could be a theme, yeah. Like uh. money over other Bitches. things. Bitches. Uh. Or money for <laughs> the bitches. But yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Have you it's read all that? about that green no. light. Oh, you got to read it. It's, in, it's read in my it. queue. It's in your queue. Now it's the next in queue. Uh, yeah. Because it's Maybe. so good. I yeah. love reading it on my Kindle while watching the movie and oh, following along horrible. and highlighting the quotes that are word for word. That's lame. Because I love it. <laughs> Get a life, loser. <laughs> I need one. But I love it so much. Ask me yeah. how many times I've watched that movie. Oh, how many times? <laughs> I can't count. <laughs> you don't even like TV. It's I like even I like can, the movie. I can just pick up the book and just like open it to a random page and just start reading and love it so much. It's like a fun theme for like New Year's parties. Yeah, like the 20s. I want a 20s birthday party for when I turn 30. You want to know what a funny fun fact is my birthday's on your shirt and it threw me off like big time when i oh, saw it oh shoot what where there did you see is. a date right there august oh. 24th <laughs> oh check that out holly i got you this shirt <laughs> that shirt's not fitting me <laughs> i got it so i can wear it for you all right <laughs> no i rode 100 miles there i mean Ooh. 100k on your birthday last year what's 100k 62 miles you ran that i rode it Oh, like, like on, on a, a bicycle. Bi- a bicycle. Oh, <laughs> I didn't run that. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> he was when like, you said oh rode it, I thought you, like you got a sharpie and crossed out whatever number was in there and put 100k <laughs> or 60k or whatever. No, oh, no it was a bike ride we did. <laughs> this guy in Wichita Falls. That was really cool. You did it too. I did. They canceled it this year though. They That's did, which bummed. is yeah, really a bummer. But we have a good one this weekend. We do. Oh, yeah, the ride for here in town. MS. Mm-hmm. It would usually be from Midland to Lubbock, but we're going to do but it. But now around. it's San Angelo to San Angelo. Yeah. Why do you guys ride so much for MS? Well, there's some people. If it's a touchy subject, we don't have to talk about it. I no, was just curious. No, uh, when we joined cycling, a lot of people in our group were doing the MS ride, the ms 150 the bike ms and so we just like joined like oh that sounds like fun we'll do it too and then when we started talking about it we realized that multiple riders that we ride with their wives have ms people that we know that like we're friends with that we go to dinner with they have ms and so it became more personal for us like hey as a team 
Like, instead of like, hey, let's do this. It's so much fun. Like, no, as a team, we're going to fundraise and we're going to do this. We're going to raise awareness and money and, and support the people that we love. Yeah. I mean, at first it was just one of those, like, it's a cool charity. Let's, you know, raise money and do something good for somebody, you know. And then it come a little more personable mm-hmm. to know that, you know, the people I ride side by side with on a daily face face it on a daily with their spouse or something and yeah and they have to they have to every day live in a household with somebody who suffers from ms and to be able to help them um with research and trying to find a cure for it kind of kind of strikes home so it's something that we've done since we started riding now Mm -hmm. so it's nice that's crazy man fun times (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if a uh, 60k ride is is fun for me. 100k. Well, oh, 100k. 100K? No. No. Yeah, was, this yeah, one's just for fun. This is just a bike ride. It's like the biggest one in Texas. It's just a ride that we do for fun. It's not one of the MS rides. But the MS ride is actually 150 miles, mm-hmm. um, split up into two days. And certain MS rides, like the one in San Antonio that we do, is. Um, the first day they have a hundred mile ride, so you can ride a hundred miles, did. which is the first day. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I, I rode a hundred miles in a day. <clears throat> and then the second day is like sixty. No, it, it's I actually only did shorter. 30. It's 30, 30, 34, <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I went from a hundred to thirty real yeah. fast. <laughs> so. I bailed. That was painful. Lots of hills on that one. Cool. Yes. Yeah. That's close to where you did your triathlon, where you had to ride bikes, huh? Yeah, out in Canyon Lake area mm. but i mean that was only 25 miles or something like that so nothing close to what yeah, you but guys that did. was after you what what did you do you like rode for yeah it was like, like a road, probably took the R-O-W-E-D. same amount of time <laughs> oh shoot road. that kind of road like in a what what were you in a kayak a canoe? yeah a uh, kayak so it was like, like a so like a like a mini triathlon deal so instead of swimming it was rowing so That's we rode a bike, Ooh, I would do that. and it was 25 miles on a bike ride up and down in that area, and then a six-mile run. Well, oh, what are they usually? Right. It's like 10K? a marathon, isn't it? No. But no, what the usual uh, triathlons? Oh, well, anyways, it, it, marathon, yeah. Yeah, it was six miles, and then uh, the row was two miles, I think. It probably took the same amount of time to it took do all that. all day. Yeah. All day. I was done after that. I could, I could barely walk. Another I would one much of those rather, things that he didn't train for and then went and did. Oh, cool. I would I much, rather, yeah, I would much rather row than Then uh, swim? swim. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I could stop rowing and not drown, so. <laughs> yeah. Stop swimming, you're done. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't too bad because even while we were rowing, the, you could stand up in the, in the lake. Oh, <laughs> just walk back. <laughs> just drag my boat back. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, that lake out there is nice. Hey, y'all been to Canyon Lake? I have. Yeah, it's beautiful know. out there. Yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah, y'all should go riding out there and then go row. Mm. <laughs> I don't use my arms. She's like, I would do that. Mm. Changing my mind. <laughs> we went kayaking before in uh, Puerto Rico. And uh, yeah. I felt like I was kayaking and pedaling, paddling most of the time. Shut up. I was in the front. I would turn around and he's got the like the paddle across his lap. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Enjoying the view. Like I turn around and be like, what's happening? Like. Whatever. We went to Cozumel, mm-hmm. and I tried to do, like, the stand-up paddle boards. Those are fun. 
if you can Not stand there. up on them. Yeah, you can no, do it. It, it, it was, was just constant there. waves. Yeah. Like oh, they I've were, never done it. They were like, I don't know what they had. They had some machine that was like making waves to get the whole area for like tourists. I don't know what was happening, but every time I tried to stand up, I just got drowned. Well, that's kind of weird to want to. Why would they make waves over there? I feel like you should be paddleboarding when because it, it was in the middle of everything. So they had paddleboards, jet skis, and then they have like they had jumping balloons all in this small little area right off the beach. And they give we'll you a paddleboard. You, can, you can't even call it a paddleboard because it's like a piece of plastic that you just stand up on. Try to stand up on, you couldn't. It was it was ridiculous. I it gave was, up after that. I don't want to yeah. do it anymore. Well, we can do it here. You don't have to give up. I've already gave up. Oh, okay. Once you abandon it, you don't go back. You're right. Just like books. <laughs> Once you abandon it, you don't go back. <laughs> too many books to read. There are too many books right. to read. Right. So you abandon the ones that, are, that aren't good. I tell my students that. Like, you don't got to read it. That's a horrible advice. It's not horrible. You're telling them that if they don't like something, just to give up on it. No, I'm telling Ooh. them if they don't not like a book. Uh, no. If they don't like a book, they can abandon it. These kids, I get them, and they're just, they're struggling readers. Like, they, they don't know. What if it's in a signed book? I don't, well, I don't assign books. I don't assign. She lets them pick whatever they want. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. I don't assign class novels because the chances of that out of 150 kids, like how many are actually going to read it? Like for real. Yeah. Did you read Animal Farm? Like, have you read it as a person? No, but I know it's about like talking communist pigs, but that's about it. That's literally what somebody told me that. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't sound cool. Oh, so the school or the district, they don't force you to like, hey, these books have to be read in this grade. Um, no, there's a book list so that it says like, if you're going to read this book, it's preferred in this grade. But um, a, our district and a lot of districts are pushing for choice reading now or like literature circles and stuff like that where they have a choice because telling your kids to read, everyone read the same book. Like, what are they learning from that exactly? If they're even reading it to begin with. Y'all don't read in class? Mm-hmm. We read 10 minutes every day. Their choice book. I think the question was, y'all don't read in class together. No. Like, yeah. Well, like, yeah. 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 Like, we read short stories together, poetry together. But as far as, like, novels, they read their own. So whatever I teach, like a skill, like if I'm teaching about characterization, then they apply it to their own novel. Something that they understand and they know and they can relate to. So how many actually read novels? Um, most of them. So at the beginning of the year, I tell them, like, we're going to read. And you can just see on their faces, like, I hate you. Like, that's the <laughs> immediate look. Like, I hate you, and I hate this class, and I hate reading. Yeah. And so we're like, all right. And so I do these, like, book talks, and I take them to the library, and I show them things like, this is a book about a dude who does drugs. This is a book about the cartel. And then they're like, what? We can read books like that? And I'm like... Yeah, it's reading. You can read what you want. Like, you read what you want to read. And so after a while, they'll just read books. And by Christmas, we did a survey, and they said, like, that they enjoyed reading, that they know what they like to read mm-hmm. and what they don't like to read. Yeah, so that makes sense. that's a big improvement. Because I hated reading in, like, middle school and high school. Because they made you read. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I love to read. Like, I've always loved to read, but I hated reading stuff that I was forced to read. Right, and you didn't learn anything from it. You mm-hmm. learned what the book was about. Yeah. But you didn't learn, like... Well, it just depends how good the book was. That's true. <laughs> so the kids are... 
the younger ones that are in elementary school. So last year they were fourth grade, first grade, pre-K. And as a school, they read Charlotte's Web. And I read it too. They I all never read that. I did. I did as well. What yeah. is wrong with you? No, I'm sorry. I read it with I them. Read, I'd never read I it before. I watched the movie, but I never read the book. <laughs> I have it. You on know my what else shelf. she's never read? Where the sidewalk ends. I've never read that one. I'm so oh, done okay. with you guys. Then. Yeah. Have you read that? No. Justin doesn't read books. Oh my mg. Because They're I poems. was forced to read books I didn't like in See? school. Okay. So yeah. really, I so mean honestly. When I was in eighth grade, I read. I want to say Animal Farm. Maybe it was ninth grade, and we class read The Scarlet Letter. But I've always liked to read, so even if I don't enjoy the book, like I enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. There's a lot sense. of kids like that. Aaron loves the book uh, with the talking rabbits. What is it? Uh, oh, Watership Down. Watership Down. Mm-hmm. Never heard I've of it. I've never heard of that. That was don't. awful. You got to read it. Jeez, I abandoned that, that book in eighth will. grade. It was really bad. <laughs> no, it was an abandoned book. It was an abandoned book. <laughs> Do you I still have it? it? No, no, I didn't even <laughs> take it to school because I was like, no one's gonna read that. <laughs> it was awful. Oh man. So, when you went to virtual learning last year, how did you make your students read then? I couldn't. There was nothing I could do. There's no way to hold them accountable. Like, you can ask them, but, like... You didn't give them assignments they had to do in turn in? I did. I had them read short stories, like, memoirs. I know my sophomores did. Memoirs from, like, excerpts from novels. But as far as novels go, how would I provide a novel to all of those kids online in such short notice. So like the librarian, she really helped us out and found a lot of books that the kids were interested in and then made them bought eBooks. And so I was able to tell the kids like, Hey, get, go check out these eBooks. And some of them still read, some of them went to the library, but there's a ton of kids that like, they don't have books at home and where are they going to get them? So, yeah. I mean, I think, if I went into school now, knowing that we were going to do virtual learning, I would be more prepared and having novels like set aside, uploaded somehow or a way to check them in and out. But at the time we went to virtual in a matter of days. So it was like, you had to do it like so quickly, like in a matter of just like three days, like, Hey, get rid of everything, you know, and do it. So it was like, Oh, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I don't know how to read. Like, I don't know what to do. So it was just, it was a big learning. Like, it was so much learning for us and so much learning for the kids. It was a mess. Did you have students that straight up just didn't do any virtual? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, n- that's hard. And But I have students that straight up don't do real life school. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, they're, the, they're normally the same kids. Like, the ones who didn't do it when they were in my room are the same ones who didn't do it when it was assigned. Yeah. So, but there wasn't, I didn't have any kids that, did work in school who didn't do it online they were the same kids like the ones who didn't do it here didn't do it online but it was just it was hard for all of us because the kids would have so many questions and I would just have to sit there and be like I don't know because I've never done this before so now I have to figure out the answer while still looking like really smart so you don't discredit me and it was just (laughs) it was like a mess in my head and like just constantly having to readjust everything all the time because the kids are smart and they'll figure out how to like cheat the systems you gotta like stay ahead of them and it was it was interesting yeah so michael was in seventh grade last year Mm -hmm. and his teacher told them like you have to read for i think it was like 20 minutes a day and she set up this thing in Google Drive. Did you guys do that? Mm-hmm. 
in Google Drive, and it was like a journal. So he had to write, I think it was like 300 words. Oh, wow. Which is a lot for him because he is in seventh grade. And about like what he read, and he would just straight up type the book to her. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm like, she doesn't want to read the book. She wants to know what you learned from And that's, <laughs> it's so hard to assign stuff like that because what are you, what am I gathering by doing that? If mm-hmm. I tell the kids to write 300 words about their book, what am I trying to accomplish? I mean, for like parents, I guess, like me, I would sit there and like help them through the process to like understand that you can't type her the whole book. You have to <laughs> talk about what happened and what parts you liked, what parts you didn't like, what you didn't understand. And um, but I guess there are some parents who were just like, I hope you did your homework today. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of them that were like that. They were, they just weren't always aware that their kid wasn't doing work when I'd call and they'd be like, what? There's work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's been work for six weeks every time I've <laughs> called you. Jeez. So it was, it was hard and it was hard on a lot of parents who had to go to work during the day and didn't have internet. So when they would get home at five o'clock, they'd have to load up their kids, take them to a place that had Wi-Fi and sit in the car while their kids did schoolwork, which meant that when they needed help, I had to be available six, seven, eight p.m. to help them at that time because I couldn't help them in the morning when I was actually working. So it just made work like almost a 24 hour around the clock thing. Like if they needed to set up a meeting with me at eight p.m., well, then if that's the only time I, that I can help them, then I have to help them then. So this upcoming school year, if you have to teach both ways, how do you think that's going to affect you? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I would be... Because it's almost working like twice as hard for the same pay. Oh, yeah. Not almost. It is working twice as hard for the same pay. It is. The pay doesn't like make like the pay doesn't bother me. The lack of pay doesn't bother me. It's the lack of me that I have when I'm done with work. So like when I have to work that many hours and then work after work is technically supposed to be already over, then there's like nothing left of me. And so I'm just like so physically and emotionally drained that I'm just like a blob. And then I just like go to sleep and do it again. And so it's really hard to, to balance that. I don't know. So I think for us, and I don't know, like we mildly talked about it, but um, like I want my kids to go back to physical school just for the social part of it and the fact that we both work full time. Um, But are they expecting you guys to keep up with virtual learning all throughout the day while you have students in class? No, I mean, if we if we did, if we were in charge of the virtual learning, like they might have a separate program maybe that they do that's not on us but it wouldn't be at the same time because during school you're like you're teaching the kids that are in the room so but if it was anything like last year or last semester at the end it would be changed three or four maybe five or six times before the start of the school year yeah so what I'm tracking so far from like what what we're being told is that you can choose whether you want virtual or in-class learning and you can change it every nine weeks. Mm -hmm. So if you do virtual learning for the first nine weeks and then coronavirus calms down, you can go back to in-school learning. But I'm also being told that the class would be just the same as it was at the end of last year where teachers would be available throughout the day. There'd be Zoom meetings set up. They would get assignments like daily or weekly to do throughout the week. So if teachers are in class teaching 
and students are at home doing virtual learning, who are they supposed to go to when they don't understand stuff if you guys aren't going to be looking at it until the afternoon? I don't know. I wonder, like, I know we have, like, credit recovery courses. So I wonder if online courses would be, like, considered, like, what credit recovery does, like, the students that are at school. Or, like, if maybe one teacher was designated the online teacher and one was designated the real-life teacher. I don't know. We haven't really been told anything. So... I'm just like it's just gonna fucking wing I'm just it. like <laughs> winging it. That's how, that's what you have to do. Like it's so far out of control. You just like I, it's I, just I think wing that's it. where I was going with that last comment. Is like I don't think they know what's yeah. gonna happen. No. So they would they'll say okay, this is how we're gonna do it, and then you plan for that, and then as soon as you get everything planned, shit changes. Yeah, and it's like yeah. we're gonna do it this different way. So then you're like, well, I just planned for all this. I'll I'll recreate everything that, once again. That was a, that was really hard because in. In three days, we had to abandon classroom teaching and do virtual teaching. I mean, I went back to school to clean up my classroom, and there was just stacks of papers of the stuff the kids were supposed to do, stuff I hadn't graded yet, like projects that were still not completed. It was just like like some apocalyptic scene. Like, it was, I couldn't even say that word. Like, it was a (laughs) mess. And so... I mean, and when I started online teaching, they gave, we were given guidelines because the district had never done online teaching. And so we were given guidelines and then where the guidelines failed, they gave us like, oh, do this. And then, you know, like they'd figure out, oh, no, that's no, do this. And so it was just like constantly changing and like trying not to go crazy and trying to like, because the kids are confused. Mm-hmm. And so we're confused, but we can't act confused because, you you know, then the kids are going to freak out. And so we're just like, I don't know what's going on. But, I mean, someone's going to have to teach somehow. And it, it just, there's a lot of teachers who are very upset about going back to school. The teachers who are protesting at the Capitol right now. Um, against TEA, the Texas Education Agency, for allowing schools to open back up. Like, they're very upset about their health and the students' health. And and I thought about it. I, I mean, we have students who are very sickly. And what if they have to come back to school? And we have parents who are very sickly. And what if they have to send their kid back to school and then their kid comes back with them after they've been around thousands of kids? And then teachers are supposed to be around hundreds of kids and it just seems it just i don't know how big is is the school that you're at like uh it's what's a, an average graduating class oh i don't actually know i teach freshmen so i know there's like under 400 freshmen maybe hmm. right no maybe like under 500 freshmen that seems about right so if there's 500 freshmen, they would just keep moving up every year. So like 2,000 students. Unless they drop Maybe. out. Maybe. Yeah, unless they drop out. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, kids do drop out. So that's So like 1,500 to 2,000 students. Well, let's roll with that, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I know I've seen numbers. That's a lot of yeah, I don't know how that's going to happen. You send all the kids back to school. There's no way you're going to be able to social distance all of them. No. Especially like during class exchange or but you gotta think that in between periods. So So many parents aren't sending their kids back to school because I'm in like all the the mom Facebook groups and it's very rare that I see somebody say like, I'm going to send my kid back to school. A lot of them are going to homeschool, which I think if you want something that's stable and certain that I think homeschool would be an option because right now, like we don't know. But that's only an option for the people that That can homeschool as well. That's, That's yeah. 
that's what sucks. It's just, I don't know. I'm just, I worry that, I don't worry about my health necessarily because, I mean, I'm around kids who carry little sicknesses all the time and I've never really been worried about it. But I worry about just what if the, like a mass quantity of students were to get sick. Mm-hmm. Like that would, that would really stress me out. Especially with the guidance that if you get tested, everyone that you've been within six feet of for however many minutes has to quarantine until your test comes back positive or negative. So when they do contact tracing of a high school or a middle school or whatever the case may be, like two or three students could shut down like an entire grade. Oh, easy. <laughs> and they yeah. don't, they're not germaphobic. Like they're at an age where like, oh, you want to drink of my Gatorade? Here, let's just pass it around the whole classroom. And so like, <laughs> oh, yeah. how do you And these kids, that? they're not, they're not going to give a shit. I mean, no. you have kids throwing COVID parties. So, I mean, they're going to go back to school. They're going to be hugging. They're going to be dapping oh, it up. Yeah. Drinking out of the same fucking cup. I mean, and they're not going to care. That's just what kids do. Like, they don't realize. Yeah. Like, even when it's flu season, they don't understand. Like, oh, I can't I can't eat the same sandwich that he's eating. Like yeah, They're going to be like, hey, let me try on your mask. <laughs> I was going to say, well, and that comes to the next topic. Like, how the hell do you think you're going to keep all these kids with masks on in school? It's not going to happen. Yeah. They're all just going to be playing with them. My students are anywhere from 18 to 35 in the school that I teach at. And it's a constant battle. Like, pull your mask up. You have to cover your nose, too. Like, why are you not? So it's just, unless you are actively taking a drink or putting food in your mouth, you have to be wearing a mask. And they just, they don't care. Well, and I think about, like, restaurants at... They have a max capacity right now and like buffets they they're not open and so i'm like well all we have is a cafeteria like where are we <laughs> like what, what's about to happen well and to holly's point she's working with grown-ups grown-ups yeah. who are in are a military setting mm-hmm. who don't care about a mask what do you think about high school punk kids you well know? i mean yeah. they're not all punk not kids, all punks no so uh, yeah. i just think but they're immature that's that's the problem like so this is my take on where i teach at and this is holly's own personal opinions it's we keep telling these students in the course that i teach like hey your safety and your health is our number one priority and then we're like oh 105 people were positive for covid today so let's stick 20 of you in a class and have you all talking to each other and taking your mask off and eating lunch together and doing all these things for 10 hours and then we'll send you home and call it a day. Um, And it's gotten to the point where now, like if one student gets symptoms and gets tested, the whole class goes down until that test comes back, which could be three or four days, which causes them to be in training longer, causes an instructor shortage. It's just a, it's just a mess. And if they think that we're not taking it serious because the numbers keep rising, it was like 90 one day, 95, and today 105. Um, this town's not that big to be having mm-hmm. that high of numbers. And it's just clear that people, I don't know, one of the things that frustrates me, and this topic just gets me frustrated in general, but um, did you guys see the sign that was posted at the Angry Cactus? Mm-mm. What was it? So it was like... Um, Per Governor Abbott's rules, you have to wear a mask. But if you have a medical condition that prohibits you from covering your face because of a breathing issue, um, 
I'm not allowed to ask you based on HIPAA rules, so wear the mask at your discretion. And someone took a picture, and, like, no one in the whole place was wearing masks. And it said on the bottom, hashtag, anybody but Brenda. Yeah. For governor. <laughs> oh, shit. So, so it's just, like, if that's how serious we're taking it as a society, how can we expect young kids who are impressionable and, like, just looking up to see what grown-ups are doing? They're like, oh, like angry cactus is saying fuck off like you don't have to wear a mask in here so i'm not gonna go to school now they're having a halloween yeah. halloween mask party mm-hmm. thinking, i mean it's a joke i mean it's people just, make it a joke yeah and i i just i worry about it's just part of being a teacher you worry about your kids you worry about their health and their safety like it just comes naturally like they're your kids and you worry about them and so like if one of them got sick i would be super stressed out if one of them fell like extremely ill I would be extremely stressed out and just thinking like that we could possibly expose that many kids seems really stressful. And then the idea of changing plans more than one time in a short amount of time, like just changing and changing and changing that I don't know how that reflects learning. That's not going to reflect learning. That's just going to be like so much adjustment that, nothing's happening except busy work almost yeah 100 percent. don't think schools are going to open back up i hope that we just stay virtual for but the it's sake hard of because like it is people like us we have no option right and there's a lot of families like that where we're just trying to figure out how to make it work and honestly like the military's i won't say they're fed up but some of the people we work with are like how do they get to take this much time off and it's like we don't have options like we can't sustain paying sixteen hundred dollars a month for childcare, and then coming home yeah. after we've worked for 10 12 hours to sit down and have our kids do schoolwork all night to put them in bed and then the same just thing as it you again. it's just emotionally and and physically draining to where you have like no time to be a person <laughs> i just yeah and that's just what it's going to be like it was so much harder to teach virtually than in real life because <laughs> I've just, we didn't have training on that. Like, I just, you just had to know you. Yeah, because it was from one day to the next. There was no, yeah. like, build up. There was no was preparation. Just like, You're just hope I can figuring do this. out as like, you go. It's, it's, it was, it was hard. It was tiring. It was confusing. It was stressful. And if that's how I feel about it, like, my poor kids, like, online classes are hard as an adult. Mm-hmm. And then you have, 15 year olds taking seven of them like how does that it's so it's hard and but when I look at I do mean I don't I don't know I don't know which one's the lesser evil so I think it was were we in San Antonio for spring break I don't know it was Dallas's birthday so March 5th we were in San Antonio before like COVID was starting but it wasn't crazy right so we were there for her birthday and we had a party at Peter Piper Pizza. And we're really good friends with our neighbors who were there in San Antonio. And she is a middle school teacher and her sister is a principal of like a, like, what's the bad kid school called? The alternative school. The alternative yeah. school. And so when we were there in, on March 5th, she told us that school was going straight up virtual for Northside ISD in San Antonio. And I was like, there's no way, like, they haven't told us anything as far as we're concerned. Like, our kids are going back to school. And then all of a sudden, it was like, JK, figure oh, out yeah, your life. It was, <laughs> it was so fast. And 
And, and one thing that bothers me is how much responsibility was given to teachers and then how much blame, not by the district and not by my bosses, but by any means, but like the community, a parts of the community, like it was really hard being on social media and the, what parents and people had to say about teachers during virtual learning that was painful because you're like, look, I just had to do this in three days. Like, I don't, I'm trying to do my best. And it was always like, the teachers can't do this and the teachers don't know what they're doing. And, and that was stressful. <laughs> and it was like, it almost feels like you're being attacked and which is why you should never read the comments on anything. Like you <laughs> yeah. never should. There's like always going to be people who are upset, but yep. it just felt like I couldn't keep my head above water. Like, like I'm trying so hard to do a good job for me and my students, especially my students and their families and the community. And like, just, you couldn't stay afloat. It really seemed like it was like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. It's like, why are we doing virtual learning, reading comments? It's like, my my kids aren't learning anything from it because they're not getting taught anything. They're just doing busy work. Yeah. But if teachers were to give them work that they actually had to do research on or something, it's like, they're not going to do it because they don't. They weren't taught properly. Yeah. So it's like one. It's <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah. You're never. Yeah. You, yeah. That's a. You it's, can, a it's a no win. Yeah. <laughs> it's a no yeah. win situation for sure. So I will say I felt so for me. Well, for us, um, I took off the month. I didn't take off. I was given off the month of May because we had to have somebody home with the kids. All the daycares were closed, and he was given off the month of June. So for a month, I'm just straight up like homeschooling these kids. And Dallas's teacher, she was in pre-K, right? So that's not even a real grade. Like, <laughs> let me just throw that out there. And every day her teacher was sending stuff like, draw these letters, draw these numbers, write your name this many times, and then I need you to take pictures of it and submit it. And I'm like, well, you you want me to get this five-year-old to sit down and draw her name 12 times? Like, she's not going to. And she makes an S is a Z every time. I can't make her stop. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want from me. And then my and then elena so she was in first grade her teacher made an entire powerpoint every day every day of the week and it was like reading read for 20 minutes get on ice station and do this science go here go do on a virtual field trip of the san diego zoo and write a paragraph about what you like and every day she was just there was at one point i emailed her teacher and i was like you know what we're, we're taking a sick day. Like, she is so drained. I'm not making her do work today. That's how much work they were pushing out. And then Braylon, she would just mark shit complete and not do it. And so I had to, like, <laughs> I had to continuously watch. I'm like, you yeah. didn't turn anything in with that. And it's marked complete. And she's like, oh, it's just so much. And I'm like, nope, go back, undo it. And Michael's teachers in seventh grade, I mean, they had him doing full-up research projects, like, like step-by-step. So one, like, Figure out what you're going to research. Two, find sources. Three, write a research paper. Four, take my comments and fix it. And I'm like, he's in seventh grade, not college. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. And he just, he was so flustered. And it's hard for me. So in my opinion, and I know I have a lot to say about this, but in my opinion, it was like teachers made the curriculum for parents who had one student like for mm-hmm. one student in one grade and that's it and that's no like dig on teachers because they're just doing they're like okay this is what I would teach in class yep. and in class that's fine because you're talking to a group of people but when I'm trying to teach pre-k first grade fourth grade seventh grade it's like we just had a whole station set up where all the kids had laptops and I just like ran in a circle and then took pictures and added it to a pdf to upload it every day and 
it was draining. So by the time he got home, I was like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I, I need, leave the house. I need a few minutes to just go to the corner store and get a water, like something just to get out of the house. But I had a whole schedule. So I'm like, we're waking up. We're going on a walk. We eat breakfast. We do schoolwork. We take a break. We take a nap. We do some more schoolwork. And it was just, it was rough. We That's were lucky like, enough that we were able to keep one of us home all the time. That is good. To help the kids. I, we Not had some people at work that uh, they didn't have that option mm-hmm. um, because they still had some form of child care up until when they closed everything. And they were working all day, and then they'd go home, and they'd have to do schoolwork with the kid. And it's like you don't get no break at that point. I remember when we started virtual learning, I was so afraid that they were going to lose what I had taught them. Like that was like my initial fear. I was like, I got to make sure that they don't, regress like that (laughs) because they made so much progress and as a teacher like oh no they're gonna lose it all like I know what happens over Christmas break like now this is gonna be bad and as I was making the first few weeks of assignments I'm like I would make an assignment and I would be like scheduled it was scheduled to go out and I would sit and I would just like read the comments my kids would leave about, you know, like, it's so hard to do this. We don't have internet. My mom lost her job. I'm having to go to work with her, like all this stuff. And I was just like, what matters more is their emotional health. <laughs> and it sounds silly to say, but I had to change so many assignments and delete like research papers and things like that just to be like, write a journal entry about how you feel. And then I would have to count that. And the stuff that they would pour out, like, they were so worried, worried about their families, their parents who had lost jobs, their relatives who are sick, their grandparents who are in nursing homes that they can't see anymore, their dad who's in jail and someone tested positive there, and the brother who's stuck in Mexico. And, like, they're so worried for, like, 14-year-olds. And I was like it's so stressful and I didn't realize how much stress that they had just about COVID and then I was like I can't teach them like you you can't teach them when they're not like they don't feel safe like yeah like like I think a lot of those problems they already had oh yeah getting to school was almost like it's it's an escape Mm -hmm. and you can somewhat focus on school while you're there but with the whole COVID thing it's like you're stuck at home you're dealing with all that like trying to learn something on a computer is not gonna gonna fly Mm -mm. (laughs) and yeah that's hard do you think you're gonna spend time trying to catch them up from the last year in this year oh yeah oh definitely because I know that time built in or no no I mean no because it's still gonna be the same count like amount of calendar days for the school year and every year you you lose two months you know like what they finish eighth grade with and then they come to me as freshmen and they're like I never learned that (laughs) you spend like weeks trying to review everything they learned so I mean they haven't been in a classroom since the beginning of March and yeah I don't know but you just you gotta do what you gotta do with what you got so school's supposed to start in like less than a month I've literally bought my kids nothing and I, I don't want to buy them anything because I feel like I'm going to waste my money and they're just going to cancel school. And we normally spend like somewhere between four and $600 just on school supplies and then another 600 to a grand on school clothes, shoes, backpacks um, for four kids. And 
I'm like, I'm not spending money on that stuff for them to say they can go to school at home again. Mm -hmm. So I'll just last minute shop and be stressed out for like two whole days, (laughs) but I'll just call it a day. (laughs) I haven't bought anything from my classroom. Every summer I buy all these decorations and I want to redo my room and make it, you know, this theme and have it cute. I haven't bought a single thing on a single pencil, piece of paper, decoration. I got stuff in the Amazon cart. Like it's wishful thinking, but (laughs) I haven't actually bought anything. And so I'm just... I don't see school coming back uh, anytime soon with the way cases are spiking. Uh, there's it, there's no way. I, th- I saw something, you know, where they weren't going to fund schools if they didn't choose to have um, in, in-class session. And then I, uh, by a certain day, I guess by August, but I saw something, I guess it was uh, a post the other day, that they were extending that day further back. That way they would still fund the schools at a later start date. Okay. What's the first day of school, August 19th? I have no idea. I know when I go back for coaching, I don't know. You're a great teacher. (laughs) I know on August 3rd, I'm supposed to be ready for two days. So then that's when I have to go back to work. How are you going to socially distance those kids? You know. I know we already talked about this, but I'm just putting you on blast. We have a coaches meeting on July 30th. And I'm going to learn all my information there. You're going to learn school? Like no, my coach class? is no, my for coach for social distancing for coaching. Yeah, but we're talking about in in school. Oh, I don't know. Oh no, I was class. talking about coaching. Oh, are you? Because oh. when they go, <laughs> I know we were talking about this, but like band, <laughs> that just riles me up because they're going to be in this closed up room, spitting in tubas and flutes, and you can't wear masks with that, and it's flying in the air, and everybody's breathing it in. Like imagine you sit next to a tuba player who's like, and then you play the clarinet, and you're like. It's like, oh, no, you just breathed in all those Rona germs right there to play your, <laughs> your instrument. <laughs> that one, maybe maybe they'll have to put up plexiglass dividers between every student. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> that is something <laughs> they would do. They would. Yeah. Well, I mean. I see restaurants my, doing it. They just sit in like a little box, like those those <laughs> chairs that people take to soccer and they just like zip themselves up. <laughs> little personal tents. They're not going to have the budget, so it's just going to be pieces of plastic. <laughs> I went like to go get my haircut. Bags. Yeah, I went to go get my haircut yesterday, day before yesterday. I don't know. And uh, in between the barber chairs, it was just like PVC pipe and then a sheet of plastic. <gasps> oh my goodness! As dividers. And they've probably never cleaned it since they put it there. Oh, probably yeah, I don't not. I did see something on um some somebody some child created this EMT um for like the gurneys and stuff like when you go on a COVID case. Yeah. It was like PVC pipe. That went around the gurneys and a piece of plastic that draped over the top of the patient. Yeah. That way it kept the patients from infecting the EMTs and stuff. I was like, that's crazy. There's no way. It's yeah. so nuts, everything that's happening and then everything that's becoming normal because of this fucking virus. Like the mask is just a normal thing now. I added some to my Zulily cart today. Mask? Yes. I was like, oh, look, they come in sequins. <laughs> I added them That's going to gonna be so hard to breathe. That, and then I was like, are these even washable? <laughs> no. So now I'm like... Just imagine what? a sequin dress that you try to wash. It's a no-go. It's, yeah, I have to dry clean my mask. <laughs> dry clean what the hell is sequin? Sequins? It's like sequins. the little the circle little jewels that like, are oh, sewn oh, on. Gotcha, they like, gotcha. flip up and flip down. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I get it. I get it. In. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids have uh, little stuffed animals with that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I'm normally a very anxious person. Like, he can tell you, like, my, my brain. I'm just, I'm so anxious. Why could he tell all us? All the time. You don't know him. 
<laughs> what? Oh, yeah, I don't know him. <laughs> She's confused. <laughs> You're still incognito. If he was my husband, he would be able to tell you that I'm so anxious all the time, like to the point where I have to lay in a closet with the lights off in a corner because I'm so overwhelmed and I feel no anxiety, which is really weird, over all of this because it's so far out of our hands like so far like it's not like i get stressed out over like weird things that are like barely with out of my grasp but this feels like so far it'd be like me stressing out over it raining outside like i'm just like what happens happens and like there are so many teachers who are freaking out and i'm like what happens happens i'm i would like to say that it's not getting to me that much but internally like i'm super stressed out about it and it's just the simple things. Like if I need to go to the grocery store, um, it's like a scheduling thing. Like, are you going to be home at this time so I can bring the kids to you so I don't have to take the kids into the grocery store? Or I don't know, just the people who are like refusing to wear masks. And it's like, I get it. We're not infringing. The government's not infringing upon your rights because you have to wear a mask. They're just literally trying to get people to quit dying. Right. Like, why is that hard to understand? <laughs> that just, yeah. Like, you would rather people die than you wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because they're, like, their vacation. But like. I bet that you played paintball before, huh, guy? Mm-hmm. And they didn't infringe upon your rights when they made you wear a mask <laughs> there. <wear> a mask. <laughs> oh. It's just, it's so hard. Like, if, if we're in my truck, I've got my mask that I have to wear with me or keep on for all my route. But, like, if we jump in, jump in her truck and go to the store, she's like, oh, sh- well. I'm like, I've got to wait in the truck because <laughs> I forgot my mask. <laughs> I'll see you in a bit. Which is why I need more masks. Sequin masks to leave everywhere. So today Elena went to the GT testing, right? And she had like one of the little medical masks because I forgot her cloth mask. And the teacher was like, she doesn't have to wear one because she's not 10, which is another thing that riles me up. (laughs) Because nine and 10 year olds are in the same class and you can't force that half the class wears masks. But that's neither here nor there. The Rona doesn't attack people that are uh, That are under 10. (laughs) So... She just took her mask off because she was like, they told me I didn't have to wear it. And so she just put it in her little purse with her snack. And I was like, whatever. I mean, I'm not that concerned that she wears a mask while she's sitting there for three hours taking a test. Well, this other little kid showed up and he had on like a N95 mask and like a full up, like he's about to weld like face shield. And it was like tucked into a turtleneck situation. And I'm like, he is about to go test for three hours. And you thought that was a good idea? And the, he was telling the mom like they don't we don't have to wear them and she's like you will not take any of this off and i'm like why even bring him to testing then like you're probably going to virtually teach him and not let him go to regular school so why would you bring him into this situation where he's uncomfortable the whole time and he's not going to test well anyway because i wouldn't test well wearing that get up <laughs> and i'm a grown no. <laughs> but when elena tells it she's she's so funny she's like i mean it was just like a whole thing on his head and i didn't know <laughs> looked like a spaceman it's a space mask. That's crazy. Even going to the dentist today was really weird. Like, waiting in the parking lot. They're like, we'll call you. They're like, oh, I sit in the truck. <laughs> okay. Did they give you a clean? You'll call me. They did. And I have a cavity, which is sad, but... And I have to go get x-rays every six months, so... They wouldn't even give him a cleaning. They just, like, looked around, and they were like, you're good. Peace out. <laughs> yeah, well, they couldn't use... So, I'm, I'm a big baby, and I hate... <laughs> the metal tools because I'm a big baby. I don't like the sound and them jabbing me in the gums. And so they use like the water picks and stuff. 
Well, today the lady busts out those metal tools, and I'm like, oh, gosh, what's about to happen? And she's like, we can't use anything else. And this I'm is like, happening. She's about to clean my teeth for 45 minutes with those metal well, scrapes. She's really going to clean your teeth like for the first time in years. This. So I'm right. just like, you know, like gripping the handles. I'm like, we're dying, you know. And I was like, I shouldn't have even come. And then they're like, well, you got a filling. You need a filling. But you can't, you can't stay today. You have to come back. <laughs> I'm like, oh, gosh. So I'm like, I hope they, <laughs> hope they can use the proper tools for my filling because this is going to be fun. I had my wisdom teeth taken out when I first joined the military. It's like standard. One of the first things they do, if you don't have them out, they they uh, book you an appointment like, hey, you're getting your wisdom teeth taken out. So I. So stupid. I hate it. I fought it for so fine? long. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They like, you go to your first dental appointment. They're like, wisdom teeth, let's go. I'm like, why do you have such a hard on for wisdom teeth? Like, figure out something <laughs> else to do with your time. Yeah, they'll take them out. So I'm getting my wisdom teeth taken out. I show up and they give me injections. They just numb my jaw. So I was like, I thought y'all were going to put me to sleep so so I don't oh, have no. to go through it. And they're like, nope, we're just going to numb your jaw and then uh, we'll pull you with some teeth. So they go in there and they crack the tooth and then they go to drilling and pulling out whatever it is they do. I was hearing everything. Mm-hmm. And then you can feel them like moving around and every once in a while it would sting. Like if they didn't get my entire jaw, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, they, funny. Don't, they don't put you to sleep for everything. What's funny is my dentist used to be a um dentist for the military and my very first time ever going in there he's like well uh you've got your wisdom teeth still and i was like i do and he's like how about we get those suckers out and i was like well hell no like get away from my wisdom teeth made so he's every time i go in there he's just like you ready to get those wisdom teeth out and i'm just like no like they're, I, they're not bothering me i'm I'm good with them and every, every time i go in there that's that's the first question you ask I bought it for so long, and then I forgot what happened, but they made me get them taken out. And I only had two of them, and it was on the top on my left side and on the bottom on my right side. So it wasn't even like I could just put it on one side. But, yeah, it was miserable. My dentist told me when I was young that I I was never going to have wisdom teeth, that they were not there, that they did not exist. Right? Cool story. I'm never going to have wisdom teeth. The only thing about them is they grow through your life. Tooth fairy got them early. So I'm in high school and I'm like, man. And and I had all this orthodontal work. So like I had x-rays in my mouth and nobody caught wisdom teeth. They just claimed I didn't have any. And then one day in high school, I was like, man, my jaw hurts. Like, man, my jaw really hurts. And they had grown sideways and uprooted my teeth. I had to go get them removed and get all my teeth like bone graft back into my jaw. You're right, because someone told me I didn't have wisdom teeth. It was a mess. And so I have dead people's bones in my jaw. That's fun. Do you know the dead people? No. Show they got a picture? No, they did not show me a picture. (laughs) But one of those little bones surfaced a couple years ago. kind of freaked me out that I was growing a tooth. They take it out, or do you still have it? No, they took it out, because I went to the dentist. That's why I went to the dentist, and I was like, I'm growing a tooth. (laughs) You know what? So (laughs) the weirdest thing, you meet the weirdest people in the military, but when I was at Lackland, is that when I met Jen Harris? Mm-hmm. So I met this lady who I worked with. You're just going to call her out like that? Yep, I sure am because <laughs> she knows. She had a second row of teeth behind her front row, like a whole teeth. And I'm like, you are a shark. You have oh, shark mouth. Shark. Yeah. And that's bad. she'll text me all the time and she's like, oh, look at my shark teeth. And I'm like, stop doing that to me. <laughs> but it's a whole row of second teeth. 
It's the weirdest shit. Uh, I'm not about that life. <laughs> no. Have you ever seen an x-ray of a, of a baby's mouth? Oh he my hates God. it so much. Oh, it like gets under cow. his skin. There's teeth uh, in like there. Like, like whenever they show it, even the kids, because Dallas still has all her baby teeth. So her big teeth are there. Uh, and he refuses to go in there and look at it when they're trying to show us stuff. That's creepy. It's just gross. Crazy. Where do you yeah. think they're at? I was going to say, you <laughs> were like why. I, I know where they're at and I know what's happening. But when you take an, an x-ray and it's just the picture, the way it looks, it's ugh. the holes with like something filling it. The way it looks really what, what is makes me uneasy. Trypophobia. Trypophobia. Sort of. Have you ever looked that up? That's like the closest no. it can get. Trypophobia is like... He's got that phobia. Bad. It says that it's a fear of holes, but that's not necessarily what I have. I get uneasy when I see like tiny holes in places where... They don't th- belong. Th- they're not supposed to be... Like, have you ever seen... Uh, what's like the best example I can give is... Uh, the pimple popper people. Yeah. You know how they get those tiny little holes and they end up getting extracting all that shit from it. It's usually in the ears or the back of the neck and just places where it's not supposed to be. That's what makes you me You watch uneasy. those videos for hours. I know because there's... So have you seen the image where it's like a very hand uneasy. and it has like all the holes in it and it's like little yeah. bugs? So it's I like was, that that gets him. But you know what's funny Don't about look it that? Up, is that's, actually, that's, actually, that's actually like a flower that mm-hmm. people like... It's not actually... Yeah, but about bugs, he it's knows a, it's not real. Ah, like that. That's it's, yeah, yeah. That's exactly like it doesn't bother me at all, and he gets so upset that it doesn't bother me. That and looks like, weird. Yeah, especially when they like Photoshop that onto like a body on a shoulder, yeah. and it's, it's like, oh, you got really, you got some shit growing in your shoulder, but it's <laughs> it's just a yeah picture. Like it says, trypophobia is an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. Yeah, that's exactly what I have. To. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's like the weirdest thing. That just that it is weird. He like phobias we are, are fucking weird. <laughs> when we first got married, he's like, "This doesn't bother you," and he kept going to different. Look at this, and I'm like, "No, like nowhere at all is that bothering me." And my brothers and sisters uh, know this about me, and they send me pictures all the time. They'll just send me a picture, uh, uh, text, and I open it up, and it's that. It's like fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. Yes, every time. Do you have any phobias? Um. I don't think so. I had a buddy uh, when I was deployed. We became really good friends, and he told me, and I thought he was joking, but and I can't remember what the phobia is called. But he's like, "Yeah, I have a fear of toilets." <laughs> exactly, that was my reaction. <laughs> that's exactly what happened when he told me. I was like, "Okay, Where that's funny." Where does he go to the bathroom? I don't know. Like he <laughs> uses a urinal just fine, but a toilet. There's something about a toilet that so when he has to poop, he just he he's scared. Maybe he goes to the bucket. He's I don't know. Scared. I sometimes have a fear of things being in the toilet, but that I'm not afraid of the oh, toilet. I'm maybe like maybe that's it. there's I a spider know. under the sea or a snake in the toilet. So I know. When, I was, when I was a little kid, like real young, probably about <laughs> Dallas's age, I would say. I always I don't know. I always thought it freaked me out. We'd always go out in the country and go hunting and stuff like that. But getting out of the truck to go to the bathroom to go piss or something, I always felt like something was under my truck and was going to grab my legs. <laughs> I hated it as a child, but like... Oh, I still feel that when I get out of bed. So oh when you God. were... I'm going to ask you this question. When you were a kid, did you ever watch the movie Pet Cemetery? No, but I think we watched it. We watched the new one the new that one came out recently. recently. So in Pet Cemetery, there is a, a part where the little boy like comes back and he's under the bed and when the old man steps off he slits his achilles yes and 
I was so scared to like when I would get off my bed, I would like <laughs> jump a foot or two. And now it's like not as bad, but I still feel uncomfortable because this damn cat will do the same thing. He's like ta ta ta. As soon as I put my feet <laughs> off the bed, I'm like ah. You know what scared me about under the bed uh, when I was the movie Hellraiser. Y'all ever seen it? It's no. the dude, the ball dude with the nails in the head. It's like the cover of the movie. It's old. It's super old. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, it, either 80s or early, early 90s. So before my time. Yeah. Anyway, there's <laughs> this one part in the movie where this dude, he like gets up and it's dark and he's in his room. He gets up from on his bed. He's like looking around like what the hell's going on. And then uh, he finally looks like he leans over and he looks under his bed. And as soon as he looks under his bed, they like grab him and yank him under the bed and into this like trunk and... I, I stopped watching it. <laughs> but ever since then, it's like, oh, fuck under the bed. Do you like scary movies? I do, but I'm real antsy through them. But I like the feeling of being antsy. And I, I like jump real movies, e- yeah. easily and stuff. Oh, yeah. He he thinks it's funny because I'll be like, you know, the music's playing. And I'm like sitting up real straight and like clenching the blanket. Her hands are all sweaty. <laughs> I do the same thing. And I'm like breathing and he'll poke me and go, hey. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Well, it's like when you're... Or when Jimmy called you and was, like, pranking you when you were in college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you ever seen the movie The Ring? Mm-hmm. That's, like, the scariest movie I've ever seen. Like, that's, I still yeah, think that's a That's fact. definitely, like, one of my top three movies oh. that, like, really, really scared me. Um, yeah, so uh, we went to the movies. I was in college at the time. We went to the movies, saw the movie The Ring. I had called home, and I, I told my dad and, and my mom about it. It's like, yeah, I saw the scariest movie, whatever. And then the next morning, early in the morning, my phone in my dorm's ringing. So there's no caller ID. I'm a fucking college kid. I answer the phone, say hello. And then all I hear, seven days. <laughs> I started freaking the fuck out because, like, that's that's the thing in the movie. Like, if the phone rings and you answer and it says seven or, no, just seven days, then in seven days you're going you're gonna to die from this ring chick. From the ring chick. Yeah. Well, you didn't die. No, no I didn't. No, because stepdad just being like a... Obviously. A joke it was not really her. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely had to watch that movie like three times because I fell asleep the first time. Oh, you're oh. an asshole. <laughs> the, the movies that I can't watch that really freak me out. I can't make it through a whole one are like demon possession movies. Well, that's kind of like what The Ring is. Like no. paranormal activity? No, it has to be like like for some reason like... Just like the oh. exorcist. Yeah, that What's, freaks So kind of like out. religious. Kind of like Saul, yes. too. I, I fell asleep in Saul. What's uh, the... Saul, th- that's a good movie. It is. Like, well, all of them. Like the plot. I, I mean, the gory stuff is... Ugh. Does it have a good plot? It does. Oh, okay. The, the, or, like, I don't know about the plot. The twist yeah. at the end is really good. What's the movie about the kid who has the dreams? Huh? Like he he gets attacked in his dreams and he's like stuck in his dream. Or a nightmare. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. That was a really scary one to me. I've never heard of that. I can't remember. They came out with a second one, but it wasn't as good. It's like, I don't know. I'll have to look it up and tell you about it. You're going to have to look it up. But Paranormal Activity. Scariest movie ever. <laughs> that didn't really freak me really? out. Yeah. So let me tell you. Him and I were like newly engaged, I think. No, Maybe. we had just started dating. Just started dating. And he's like, let's watch this movie. I wanted to watch it. And he's like, okay. So we watch it. And it's just jumpy. Like, it's a jumpy movie. And as soon it? as the movies went off, like, the credits started rolling. And all the shit at the top of his closet fell down. 
Okay, that one kind of freaked me me out. He turned on all the lights in the whole house. He's like, you have to stay the night here. I was like, get out of here. I think he planned that. No. (laughs) That's what I said. fuck no. (laughs) So, when I lived by myself in my room, I was like, I don't know about now, but I was a pretty organized person. And uh, so, I had all my stuff on top of my closet. It was folded perfectly, nice and neat. And... uh, so there's no way that it moves, right? Like no air is going into the closet, <laughs> nothing. But as soon as, I mean, as soon as the credits start rolling in this movie, the whole stack of shirts that I ha- have up there fucking falls. He, he, had, a, he had a pull cord from the bed <laughs> yeah. or something. Like, oh, Polly has to stay. <laughs> if I did, I scared the shit out of myself. <laughs> oh, he was freaked out, like super freaked out. I don't know. That That movie was one of those where it was like, I just, I just fucking abandoned it. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, I, I, I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't scary to me. I just, I wasn't. That was the home video thing, right? Where no, it, that was like the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, that okay, one was that, trash. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that one. That one made me dizzy. That one's garbage, yeah, I was yeah. like, I can't watch this. No, this I have is vertigo. the one where well, they have like a video camera. It's, it's like shot nanny through a, cams. Kind yeah, it's of shot like through that. a series of security cameras. Yeah, and I, okay, I remember that one too. But I yeah. think it's I think it's Blair Witch Project. I feel like y'all are gonna like give me that. nightmares. Yeah, this that is what's happening. Yeah, happened. like I'm getting nervous. Like, huh? <laughs> We're off the camp outside. <laughs> Yo, you have to stay because it's freaky. Because that's like the kind of stuff like, um, you know, when you hear a noise in the middle of the night and you're by yourself, like, what the fuck was? Oh that? yeah. That that's yes. the kind of shit, and then, and then these noises that they're hearing, it turns out it's a fucking it's a it's a demon. What are you pointing what, at right now? Yeah, what now? are we all looking at? I don't know. Keep the weird light. light. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I was looking for something oh, scary. I remember it as soon as I started Googling it. It's called Insidious. Oh, yeah. That I was, that was a creepy it. movie. That one was We'll have scary. to watch that tonight. That was a creepy movie. I have... They're going to be back. Can we stay the <laughs> 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 Everything in the closet fell. So I've got Saw 3D we can have to watch. Uh, you know, I saw the first two, three. There's like 10 of them. Yeah, there yeah, is. It's like Land Before Time. There's after the second movie. one, I, I couldn't watch them anymore. It was the just, one where they fell in the needle pit that got ooh. me. I was done after that. It's just, it's too torturous, man. Uh, like really sadistic. Yeah. That kind of stuff is weird for me yeah. to watch. After a yeah. certain age, I, I couldn't do that Because you're not a sociopath. Stuff. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, Whatever. It was, it was crazy. So no, it, but they're, the one they that, are yeah. good movies though. Like, the pl- I don't know about the plot, but the twist at the end, it's, it's really good. The one that got me was he took this drug addict and threw her in a pit of open syringes and she had to like find the key to get out, but she had to like dig through thousands and thousands of syringes because that was her like bad thing that she did was like shot up all the time. So she had to just dig through this pile of syringes and I couldn't take it. I like quit yeah. after that. <laughs> I hate needles. I don't do needles well. Well, I, I don't care to like get a shot or get my blood drawn, but like that, like, oh my goodness. Oh, I care about yeah. that. <laughs> you just don't like anything medical in general. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, at all. No. I still have to get my tech stop physical. I've been putting that off for a while too. What? My like the DOT, my CDL physical. I have to get every. So year. she can drive that BUS. It, yeah, and it's <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it's not even it's, anything it's nothing, bad. Nothing. But nothing. I I just hate going, and so. See, doesn't isn't that like a driver's license to the drive commercial. big rigs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I have one of those. So you're a truck driver. I could be. <laughs> I mean, I just need another endorsement, but yeah. Well, after this comes out, well, you, you don't get need, fired. You don't need an endorsement to drive the truck. You just need an endorsement to drive like you're set. a trailer with it. Yeah, I could drive the 18-wheeler truck part just with no attachments. So I don't know how what good you, that's going to be. You can do. drive the truck with the boat on it, though, no? What boat? <laughs> 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 the boat we don't have? You could drive the truck with the boat on it. I or could. you didn't like to. Oh, I could. I could do that. The buses are easier, though, because it's there's a single axle. So it just drives like a really long vehicle, not a trailer moving in the middle. You noticed, oh I, my didn't, goodness. You noticed I didn't let her back the boat into the water. I'm like so upset of thinking about you driving a bus and trying to pull out of places. Just with you driving my car and trying to pull out of places. Oh, did I tell you about the time I got stuck driving a bus? And all the students were yelling at you? Well, we're in Fort Stockton, and when you, I got my CDL, and I had to drive buses with kids in them, and I'll, to places I'd never been, so I'm like, you know, the, one of the first trips we took, it was a volleyball team to Fort Stockton, and I was like, we're hungry, we're eating at McDonald's, I pulled in, oh, that's the worst gas station, I pulled into, that's a, (laughs) it was a McDonald's, that's not a gas, oh, I thought you were talking about the McDonald's that's attached to the gas station, I saw, is there another one there, at Fort Stockton? I thought it was just the one that's attached to the gas station. Okay, go no, ahead. You went to the that's junction. That's All what, yeah, that I one. remember yeah. is I got into the parking lot and quickly realized I can't the only out. way out is like the drive-thru. Like there's no <laughs> way to get out. And I'm like, the clearance on the drive-thru is like six feet. And I'm like, huh. And I can't go around the parking lot. Like it's too small. So I was like, my option is to back the bus up straight back into traffic. Sounds like a plan. You know what my better option was? I just volunteered my seniors to get off the bus and, and back me up. So I have like high school kids in the road backing the bus oh. up. And I was like, I'm going to get fired. Like this is You're the worst happens right now. <laughs> and so from then on, I realized I'm supposed to use truck entrances. That's what those are for. But I mean, as soon as I turned in, I was like, wait, I can't park here. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm trying now to I'm picture stuck. you behind a big ass wheel just like <laughs> driving a bus. She's like, ooh, chicken nugget. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it was so funny. And the kids were so nonchalant, like, no, I'll go help you, like backing me up. And I'm like, this is labeled, like the bus is labeled. They know what school we're from. Like, this is embarrassing. It was, so, it was hilarious. All those bus driving stories are for another day, though. I'm going to write a book about them. <laughs> the memoirs of a bus driver. Oh, my a wannabe bus driver. My favorite is I got my CDL and they said, well, now that means you could fill in for bus drivers when they're absent. I'm like, okay. Do you get paid extra? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was no big deal. But normally they, it was, it's easy because if you're doing the drop off, you just pick up the bus drive it to the front of the school, the kids get on it, they will tell you where to go because they all want to go home, right? That's not a problem. So I'm just like, who gets off last? You? Okay, sit up front with me. Not in the front front, but sit up in the front, tell me where to go. We, we get all the way done. And I look up in the mirror and I'm like, well, what about that kid? Like, if you're the last one off, why is there another kid on the bus? And they're like, oh yeah, she was supposed to get off a long time ago. <laughs> and I was like, what? And so I look up and I'm like, sweetie, where do you live? And she's looking at me and the kid goes, oh yeah, she only speaks Spanish. Oh. And I was like, well, tell her, like, where does she live? I don't know. And I'm like, well, I can't just like take the bus like with her around. And they're like, well, if you take me to my mom's house, she speaks Spanish. She'll talk to her. 
And I'm like, all right. So here I am driving the bus through town to someone's house <laughs> to get someone to speak Spanish because this little girl is too scared to talk to me. And they had to tell her, like, you're going to have to tell her where you live. And so, because she wouldn't tell me, I was going to have to take her back to the bus barn. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do with her. I got her dropped off, though, but it was really funny. Was when, I was so in, like, funny. when I was in, like, sixth grade, my grandma was taking me to school one day. And the only way I knew how to get to school was the entire bus route. <laughs> so I made her drive the entire bus route to get me to school. She's like, best. we've already been on this road like three times. And I'm like, this is the only way I know. That's, <laughs> this is how I know. That's funny because the other story was she had to go pick up. Some- oh, yeah. I got called in to do a sub pickup. Like you need to go pick up the kids. And it was super last minute. They're like, hey, can you be here? You know, I get there and I'm like, OK, what's the route? And they said, we'll tell you the first stop. And when that kid gets on, she'll tell you the rest. And I'm like, okay. I drive out of town to pick up a kid on a ranch. And it's a little kid, like four or five years old. And I'm like, little kids are smart. Like, she can tell me. And I'm like, all right, sweetie, where we go? Um, maybe that way. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm driving the bus. And every time we get to an intersection, she'd look like all the ways and go, um let's go here and i'd be i was like there are no kids anywhere the only way i figured out what was happening is that cars were following me honking at me like yelling that i missed their kid oh my god so then older kids had to get on the bus we were like 45 minutes late to school and i was like whoever with half the kids on the bus (laughs) (laughs) because like parents were mad like you missed my stop and i'm like this isn't even my bus and this is my navigator like (laughs) so so they have like only 10 kids on the bus i'm late i have to call it in they're waiting for me i drop them off and i get back to the bus and i'm like whose idea was that like that's an awful idea like do not ever do that to me again (laughs) it's bad um maybe that way i'm like oh this is bad (laughs) she doesn't know where we're going do you not get bus routes like sheets or something i never ever 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 did and if she but, did, but they exist they exist oh, yes. right. she wouldn't be able to follow them anyway <laughs> i mean up I down is it stick backwards <laughs> i was i was real like quick to get the drop off ones because they'll tell you like oh turn here this is my stop like they'll tell you but picking them up like i don't know what they're doing they're sleeping i guess but for I- two years in a row when we lived in florida braylon just didn't get off the bus at our house and so our friend was like hey the bus is at my house and Braylon's still on there do you want me to get her and I'm like please because I'm all the way at work why would she do that she just got distracted like like six and seven year olds do and so where we lived at we lived on a dead end so our house was the last one on the dead end so the bus couldn't go down there because there was nowhere to turn around so they dropped her off like I don't know maybe 200 yards away at like the closest intersection and she just walked to the house and it was no big deal and she just wouldn't get off the bus sometimes and i'm like see what happens when they have to navigate she so my friend no was a stay-at-home mom and she would be like hey braylon's at my house again and i'm like thanks so much sorry <laughs> she would be the kid in the back like I don't know where I live. You passed my house a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) And I only speak Spanish. Yeah, that was... She'd be one of those you roll up to the bus bar and she's still on the bus. Oh, well, that that happened to me once too. It was, uh, I guess, a a morning route. Like, I dropped the kids off at school and then I put the bus in the bus barn and you have to do a walkthrough. And I'm a responsible person. I did my walkthrough. Found a sleeping kid on there. Hmm. 
And I was like, you know what, kid? Now I have to start the bus back up and drive you back to school. I would have been like getting my truck. What's wrong? <laughs> that, ha- that happened to me as an adult. <laughs> you fell asleep on the bus? Yes. Uh, I was in college. I was in college and uh, my best friend. So I went to college in Alpine. And uh, my best friend was stationed in Fort Hood. So right near Austin. He's like, hey, man, I'll buy you a bus ticket. Come visit me. We can hang out. I was like, fucking cool, man. Uh, so I got on the bus and I was on there for a long time. Fell asleep. When I woke up, the bus was stopped. The bus driver was waking me up. He's like, hey, we're here. You need to get off. We we're like at the last stop. I was like, oh, okay. So we're, where was I? We're clean. He's like, no. We're in Temple. <laughs> oh my I was like, gosh. What the fuck? Where is Temple? How far am I from Colleen? And I guess it's like a few towns over, but I, I got on the payphone and I called my friend. I was like, hey, dude, I'm in Temple. He's like, Funny what story. the fuck are you doing in Temple? <laughs> I was like, bro, I fell asleep on the bus, man. <laughs> He's like, fuck, all right, I'll be there in two hours. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. That's a mess. Uh, Eddie, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. Whoa. Yeah. I'm a dumbass. But I think we can wrap it up there. That was fun. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> yeah. I'm a dumbass. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. All right. Um, that was cool. Had a good time. Uh, we're taking a shot before we before we end. Um, no, we're not. Thank you, high school teacher, You're for welcome. joining us. Justin, thanks for coming back. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Um, You're welcome. To me. Oh, babes, you're always here. Yeah. I wasn't on the last, last time one. you were on the uh, I was. Thank you, audience, for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Um, as usual, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because we're so awesome. Uh, leave a review. Leave a comment. Uh, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at Tell Me Something Podcast. Uh, give us some feedback. Talk shit. Whatever it is you want to do, say hi. Throw some emojis on there. Um, did It'd you be just say awesome. Mimoji? Emojis. <laughs> oh. What did I say? Mimoji. No, you said emojis. Okay. I got you. Mimosas. Emojis. That's not even close. All right, cool. Well, All right. y'all got anything? Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scout. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, bro. <laughs> 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 Later. <laughs>